2021. Wonder if you should get tested for colorectal cancer? Well, it's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S. And screening helps prevent it. So if you're 50 or older, it's time. Even if it doesn't run in your family. Most often, colorectal cancer occurs in people with no family history. And it doesn't always cause symptoms, especially early on. So don't wait for symptoms to get tested. Screening helps prevent the disease by finding precancerous polyps so they can be removed. Remove the polyp, prevent the cancer. Screening also helps find colorectal cancer early when treatment works best. You might be thinking, oh no, not that test. But here's the thing, you have options. There's more than one screening test. Talk to your doctor to find the one that's right for you. No more excuses. If you're over 50, get tested. Because colorectal cancer screening really does save lives. A message from HHS and CDC's Screen for Life campaign. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, John. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation if you would like to do so here as well. It is Wednesday, the midway point of your work week, which means, of course, you, um, hmm, do you have or do you not have? Do you go with, I, I guess, I don't know, do we stay with Sean Payton, you think? Do we stay with Sean Payton or do we try to put Dennis Allen in? I don't know. Can't decide. Um. If we're going to do that or not. Anyway, we'll check in with um, with Jordan, the intern, here as well and see how he is doing. Coming up, let's see, buddy. Ralph got done with his procedure and now says he's available. So we may hear from him this hour or not. We will see uh, if that's going to happen. And we'll do all of that and more. Coming up on the show, of course, we'll hear from some more Saints players as mandatory minicamp day number two is in the books and had a chance to go out there for a little bit this morning before it came in and started the show. It was overcast, right? So I mean, it wasn't nearly as bad where, you know, you have days where you don't have a cloud out there and it can be nearly as warm. So it was not that bad, but you know, it was what it was. A hundred percent attendance is kind of the storyline in that everyone is there that's the good thing about it. You are seeing some differences and some ways maybe how they're using some players. Definitely see the, the, the banter going back and forth with all of the, you know, the kidding back and forth that, uh, you see between Alvin Kamara and also, um, Mark Ingram. So it's, uh, I don't know. It's getting there. Look, it's six Wednesdays until the start of training camp. So it'll be interesting. Jordan, the graduate. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well. What about you, Gus? I'm, uh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm trying to multitask as always on a lot of different aspects of it. But look, seeing that we're just another day away from then, you know, six week break before the start of training camp, though, I don't know. What's been sort of your thought on seeing how everyone sort of covered this team the last, now this will be four weeks and and maybe what you thought those four weeks would be. Does that make any sense? Sort of like, are you not as concerned, as concerned, more concerned, or kind of where I'm at? I kind of feel like it's been business as usual, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what a lot of – I mean, even Mark Ingram mentioned it yesterday that the culture and the DNA of the team is is the same. So, yeah, from what I've seen just through social media, it's been basically, like you said, business as usual. And – you know, having the fans out there being able to get hyped, the players being able to get hyped. I know they love it when fans are out there cheering them on. And just the wide receiver core in general, I know we've seen a lot. Chris Olave, uh, Jarvis Landry, that was Todd's standout yesterday. He made a surprise call uh, with Corey and I, and he was saying that Jarvis had a amazing one-handed catch, and he was the standout of day one's uh, mandatory minicamp. So I think the – for for the most part, what stood out to me 
so far through two days, which is the question of the day over on Twitter. You can comment at ESPN Radio NOLA or call in 800-998-1003. I think so far, I think it's the wide receivers. Hmm. Here's, um, you, you said you, the bite from Mark Ingram kind of stood out to you. Here's what he had to say about the culture. I don't see any difference in him. I mean, he's kind of always been in that role, even over the years. Sometimes he's called games. He's installed plays in front of the team. So, I mean, he's the same old Pete, you know, the mad scientist. Just uh, drawing up plays, drawing up schemes so we can go out there and cause havoc. So, uh, I haven't noticed anything different. Everybody's just, just still cool, still. Same bloodline, still the same culture. Um, everything's going smooth. So, you know, and again, that's one of those things that you don't know, right, until you actually see it. And that is, of course, the fact that you have Pete Carmichael now being the offensive coordinator. But as he said, he's been a guy that has addressed them all all the time and, you know, sort of the same thing um, when it comes to it. I I don't know. I I, Sure, I think there's some differences in, in all of that, but I just go back to that first OTA when I was, speaking with somebody from the team and I was like what's it like he says it's like the same just more laid back you know if that makes any sense and I think with the team that I think the Saints are young now who was it nationally there's like this is an old Saints team or whatever remember we were went nuts I'm like did you even look at the roster <laughs> you know as to who they were um but this team has a, a, a they've just been around a lot in terms of the postseason right I mean the first year that Lattimore and Kamara came into the league they've been in the the playoffs other than last year so i think you have a still young team but an experienced and veteran team and i think that's why i think you can i think that's why you can maybe make the hire you made if that makes any sense you know and, and going with dennis allen huh yeah i think another kind of key point to to kind of focus in on is just the, the i guess the injury aspects that's always what you're Focusing on as well, that's always one of the storylines heading into the season, who's going to be healthy. But I think, I mean, you've already mentioned, I've heard you on the show. I mean, Davenport, I mean, I think it's not a big cause of concern right now, but come closer when we're, you know, a couple weeks out, I think it should definitely be like raise an eyebrow if he's still not fully participating or, you know, on the field. So you agree with me then that that, that is, it's kind of one of those things you hear him yesterday. And again, I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to read into it, right? But like with Michael Thomas or even Jameis Winston and you, you know, see them out there. And, and he's like, well, you know, they still got some stuff to do. But you know, again, I, I've, I've seen video of Michael Thomas running. Like if I hadn't seen him run or if Dennis Allen says, you know, we're, we're still trying to get him running and progressing, that would concern me because it's been a year, right? And he's not running. That's not what we've seen. I think they're being cautious and understand his level of importance and all of that stuff. Um, and it's just kind of like what Scott said last hour uh, from Lafayette. Scott Prather, he said, like, it's the history, right, that makes you kind of, uh, because you do see him be disruptive. You do see him as a guy that can do things for you. It's just, is he going to be available? You know, I, I don't know. I shoulder, finger, like maybe, maybe I'd be happier if it's just one part and not two body parts. I, I guess when you look at it, I, I don't know. Um, what, one of the things that he also touched on, um, yesterday after practice was the Davenport injury. So in case you missed it, you don't know exactly what we're talking about. This is what Jordan's talking about here. Um, Marcus is, uh, dealing more with the, uh, rehabbing from a shoulder and a, and a, and a finger. So training camp is probably the goal for him. Training camp would be the goal. I I think we just got to kind of wait and see where he's at. Well, you heard that. Love you, CD. CD Deuce getting some love by some autograph seekers over there. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to play, and I will next segment with, with Jameis here as well, and looking at that receiving core because you mentioned that you think the, the receiving core is the, the just. Right, it's like the neon lights thing, and, and and I said that this morning when I was talking to some people, just seeing it, like you, the receiving core already looks better. And again, we were talking about the tight end position. That's still that's going to be right. So if I say right now, hey, what are your top three questions going into training camp? I, I would say right defensive end, right now. Um, 
tight end. We still haven't seen Taysom Hill. Uh, and are you happy with what you have at tight end? And I know a lot of people love, you know, crawl and all this stuff, but getting played. Hey, you know, Juwan Johnson, pretty big. Like I was seeing, he made a catch that the officials today. He made a catch on the sidelines and both officials conferred. You can hear him saying, you know, the pat possession and tiptoe and all that. And dude, he, he had some moments last year, huh? He had a game or two where you were like, who's this guy? And all of a sudden it, you know, made some grabs and some catches. So I'm not saying that that's the answer at tight end, but again, I think that's the importance of having the receivers that you have. If Olave can play well and Landry is Landry. And Michael Thomas is healthy in plays. I just think all of a sudden those other positions, like tight end or even running back if Kamara's not playing, it's just not as highlighted. You know, like the spotlight's just not as much on you as it was last year where <laughs> you didn't get any production out of the receiving core. Oh, yeah. And then they, you know, they, they brought in a guy yesterday from blanking on his name from he played with the Cardinals and the Houston Texans running back. Um, Come on, you can do it. I'm I'm forgetting his uh, David Johnson, David Johnson. Johnson, They brought it David Johnson. I Mm -hmm. thought, you know, that was kind of, you know, that raised an eyebrow. I think that is another storyline because now for the past two days, Dennis Allen's been asked, how are you going to handle Alvin Kamara's situation? And you see them bringing in veteran running backs. You see them, I mean, they didn't go out and draft a guy like Mark Ingram said yesterday and was appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're still bringing in, you know, running backs and they're, they're handling it like they're America expecting, yeah. Going, yeah, like they're, that he's going to be suspended. So you just said that he spoke today and he was asked again about it today. I see you just put that in there. So here we go. How do you handle the AK situation? Control what we control, which we don't have any control over anything right now. So let the legal process play out. Uh, Alvin's here. He's working hard. Uh, we're planning on having Alvin and, and being ready to play, and um, we'll, we'll we'll play it day by day. You know? You, you know, and Jordan, that's the whole thing that I've always never understood. With that. I mean, like, what, now again, I, I understand that a lot of times the league can't act on something until something's been decided. Alvin Kamara's case hasn't been heard or hasn't been seen, or the plea hasn't been given, or you know, a decision been made. You you can't do anything about it and look um it, it could take some time right what are the top stories today it has to do with the new orleans pelican jackson hayes jordan and jackson hayes being sentenced to three years probation 450 hours of community service and a year of weekly domestic violence classes for that scuffle with police last summer that was a year ago and yeah. i that Actually, was I mean it? Call it comes at the wrong time for him because now he's trying to get another contract, and you know. Well, Shabitu has been tweeting and kind of saying, you know, or, or wondering out loud, you know, could that affect his status and his contract here and such? And look, he's been a player that I think is a question. I wouldn't even say question mark, just a question because. Where does he fit? What's he fit? How is he fit? How much does he fit? Right? I mean, that, I mean, look, it's, I, I think you see glimpses. I think you see potential. But I said it after the season last year, or when it ended before the postseason ended here. It's I, I I'm not accustomed to looking and judging the Pelicans based on how they will do. In a seven game series, right? But that's how you have to look at it because coach Willie Green didn't play certain players in a seven game series or certain players in matchups and things of that nature. So I think that's the thing that really stood out to me that if he didn't play and we couldn't play and where you saw players, you know, getting away from him and didn't respect his shot that didn't if you can't play him, then why am I you get what I'm saying? It's just weird. You have to almost look at this roster and this team as how to how they go in a playoff series. So I don't know. We'll see, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um we come back, we'll play a little uh more Saint Sound DA from the day and some Jameis Winston and then um we'll continue. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. I'm going to be tonight. 
Ready Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 till 5 on Sunday. Come to the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting. Don't miss it. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592. In Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fusha, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Ontario, Douay, Ontario. More than just an insurance company, they're marine insurance specialists. Whether it's fishing boats, cabin cruisers, sailboats, or marine industry, you can trust Terrio Douay Ontario to get you the coverage you need at a price you deserve for your home, your auto, life, fire, and health. They've been taking care of people since 1957. Call Terrio Douay Ontario at 475-5126. Just ask for Lynn Pierce or David O. along Bayou Lafourche in Golden Meadow. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Sports. Give us a hot spoonful of your opinion. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003 at ESPN Radio NOLA as well. at J.D. Kleber, if you'd like to tweet over at Jordan at ESPN Radio NOLA, our questions of the day. And, of course, you can always give us a buzz. Buddy will say Ola to you. I had a chance to ask you to get right back to the Saints, but your thoughts, man, through five games of the NBA Finals. I, entertaining or not, uh, honestly. You know, it's, you know what's funny? I was uh, actually just about to say, ask you, did you see – the fake clay that entered the court before game five of the NBA finals. I did not. Yeah. Well, apparently it was like a, a famous YouTuber that he always dressed up in mm-hmm. a full clay Thompson uniform. That was probably that seeing that was more entertaining than all of the games so far. Okay. So you're, you're in agreement for me then. It, I mean, it, it hasn't been, but I can almost say, I'm trying to, I guess, judge. Is it because of what we saw with the Pels? Hear me out. Like, we were emotionally invested, right? Like, we lived by the game. We lived by the score result of another game. Like, we lived by the moment. And felt that swell of energy and emotion, and then it was gone. So that rooting interest, that emotional connection, that charge, that feel was no longer there. So is that why I viewed since then? I really haven't cared for the post. Like I have, I, I'm having trouble saying that series was awesome or like the Bucks and Celtics might have been the best series, 
But even in that game, I just feel like the three-point game right now is, is making these series hard to watch because it can the ebb and flow is so much. I mean, look at game five. Look at game five. It's 20 to 8 to start the game, right? Warriors are well on their way. I mean, Curry, Curry is 0 for 9. 0 for 9. And, and then Boston can't miss. Eight straight three-pointers gives them the lead. I'm like, it's over. Boston's going to win there. Literally, Poole hits a bank luck three-pointer <laughs> and apparently turns the game around with it. Because then Boston can't make a shot in the fourth quarter. Jason Tatum's nowhere to be found. And the Warriors are went away. I just, it's just, I don't know. I just, it's, is it entertaining? Is it not? I don't know. Is it because we're Pels fans and we're seeing how they went? I don't know. I just, I'm having trouble kind of even knowing what I'm going to see tomorrow. I don't think it's, I don't think it's that. Because when you had Boogie, and Anthony Davis and, well, Boogie wasn't there because of the injury, of course, but you were in the playoffs and you, you, you faced the Warriors and, um, you made it to the second round and, th- and then you lost to the Warriors. So, uh, no, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, an entertainment thing because if I remember, whenever the Pelicans are in the playoffs, besides the first time Anthony Davis made the playoffs and they faced Stephen Curry and the Warriors in the first round where they got swept. I feel like that series was still entertaining. Uh, that final series that year was still entertaining. And he, the Pelicans made it to the second round you know, a few years following that. And I felt like those series were, were really entertaining. So uh, there's just something different about this year for some reason that I don't know. It, it just, I feel like the, there hasn't been a close m- margin of win. I feel like they've, they've kind of, there, there's been like, it hasn't been a close final game. And I, I think that's what makes a good finals is having two teams go head to head and duking it out through seven games and they're all close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, back to the same. I just, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just, I, it's the game, uh, game six tomorrow. Oh, we'll see what happens. Like here, here's a storyline that we'll talk about tomorrow. Ready? The three pointers. Who well, makes the question the day yesterday? Who was who's who's Finals MVP right now? I still think it's Steph Curry. Really, after the performance he put on, yeah, but after the, that performance, he was the leading scorer in the other four games, though. Like yeah, for, not, if, not just he, for the Warriors, but like for both teams. Thing. But like, what for, if he does the same thing Thursday? Well, then you know, we'll, we'll, we'll I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens at that point, right? I don't know. Um, so Mark Ingram, how, how important do you think he is to that quarterback room? Do, do you, like, I almost feel like with, of course, David Johnson being worked out and all that, do you, do you feel like no one's even expecting him to even like help out? <laughs> like even. Who are we play? talking about? Mark Ingram yeah. or David Johnson? No, Mark Ingram. Right. But you know what I'm saying? It's like, they're bringing in like Johnson. But I mean, it's, it's just crazy. Like, I just feel like everyone's just talking about every other running back, you know, from the, the Baylor kid who's a, an undrafted rookie free agent to Johnson who came in for a workout. And I'm like, we didn't cut Mark Ingram, but right. I almost feel like everyone's expecting him to not be able to do anything this year. Oh, well, no, you kind of mentioned it earlier on the show and you were saying that he's kind of just been forgotten by everybody. And I think the perfect way, I feel like he's going to, he could be a silent assassin this year. I, he could kind of fill in ways to where, you know, we're used to seeing him before we let him go a few years back, before he's decided to leave a few years back. I feel like he could get back into that role of pounding it in, in, in inside. And I, I I just keep going back to it. He's, he's kind of that silent player that I think is going to make a big impact on the offense. All right. Well, here's a little bit more from Mark Ingram on – Again, he was asked about the Saints not drafting a running back, which they signed one and undrafted rookie free agents. I just, I can't I don't worry about all that. The question but, was, um, did, were you happy that they didn't draft? The confidence that the team has in me, uh, the confidence my teammates have in me. I always work to be the best version of myself. I feel like I play this game at a high level, um, given the right opportunities in the right situations and obviously health. Um, I feel like I can play this game at the highest level. So, um, I'm appreciative of 
the team giving me a chance, giving me an opportunity, extended me last year when they traded for me. Appreciative of my teammates. Um, I don't take it for granted. And um, just here working, trying to get better, trying to improve so I can help our team win a championship. That's my ultimate goal. So one of the other things that, that we were speaking about, it's kind of really hard to, I guess, put your mind on it, but it's true, right? I mean, because he came in with Cam Jordan. 12 years. But 12 years as a running back is a little different than other players, right? Yeah, um, it is. Um, it's just a blessing. I'm thankful. Um, I still feel really well. You know, I still feel really good physically, mentally. Um, have the desire, the passion to continue to play the game. I feel like I have the ability to do it at a high level still. And um, I remember early in my career, like, when I had to share the ball a lot, you know, it would kind of frustrate me, and I always thought that I could be like a Russian title, all-pro type runner, given the opportunity. And um, But I just think now that, looking back on it, that, you know, I didn't have that much wear and tear on me throughout the young, early years of my career. I think that's why I feel good in, in my 12th year. So God does everything for a reason, and um, I'm here, and I'm just thankful, and uh, just trying to continue to improve, continue to get better. Now, he and uh, and Alvin Kamara, Jordan, as you know, weren't in the OTAs. They're here for the mandatory minicamp. He was asked, where's AK been? See him every, almost every day in the offseason. We kind of train sometimes at the same place. So it wasn't anything, like, abnormal. It's just good to be out there hearing some music on the field with my boy, and we was just vibing, you know what I mean? That's just it. That's my boy. And um see him quite a bit in South Florida in the offseason when we're training. And, um it's my guy, you know. We just love playing ball. We love being with the homies, and you throw throw some music on there. We're gonna catch the vibe, jig a little bit, just keep it pushing. So that's interesting. So again, essentially, they work out together, same place, and all that other stuff. And that's why I said with, with those two guys, Jordan. Like I'm not even go do whatever you need to. Uh, one visual observation: Alvin Kamara looks like Alvin Kamara. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Big, fast, explosive. <laughs> I mean, I, mean well, I think we all expect that Alvin's going to be the same kind yeah. of player. It's just, uh, is he going to be able to play or not? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that's going to be the interesting aspect of it. Um, when we come back, I'm going to play some Jameson stuff, and I want to kind of go over some of the, the other center we got with some players. And then I want you to bring up here coming up at 145, you said Pete Persco did his, his list of top players. And for what it is, it's Pete Persco. But, you know, I mean, for years, the Falcons were the best team in the NFC South. <laughs> so anyway, um, but uh, again, you also sent me something this morning that I wonder if maybe it either galvanizes Saints fan support for this player or maybe changes an opinion for certain players that just aren't convinced yet about said player and he wears number two for your New Orleans Saints. Quick break. When we come back, we'll discuss that in more. Um, on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max. Now I look at Ron Rivera and I look at the commanders and I say, Carson Wentz, was he just a placeholder? Because there's a part of me that looks at Taylor Heineke and I'm thinking, man, I kind of like what I see from Taylor Heineke more so than what I see from Carson Wentz. I see the influence in how Taylor Heineke fights for it and I see the way other people don't respond to Carson Wentz. That makes me worried about his leadership. GJ and Max, mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. 
Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's. This week, we're at Francesca's Deli in Lakeview, 515 Harrison Avenue. Try a specialty sandwich, a pizza, or a special. Either way, you're going to be full. It's the Sports Hangover, Thursday at Francesca's Deli, 12 to 3 on ESPN New Orleans. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. So, Jordan, go ahead and, you know what, give us the stats. We'll do Pete Prisco 145, but give us the stats of Jameis Winston, I think, may surprise some people. Yeah, so actually, most passing touchdowns before turning 25 in NFL history, Dan Marino 102, Peyton Manning 85, and in between those two players is Jameis Winston with 88, and that is before turning 25. Wow. As Roy texts me, 40 picks, which again, I, has anyone ever thrown 40 interceptions? In the, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually wondering. I guess it would be historical, right? But I'm, I need to Google. Has anyone actually thrown 40 picks? I, I guess some people have thrown a high amount of picks from that aspect of it. But, um, did that surprise you when you saw that? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, Going to back to the Tampa Bay Buccaneer days, I mean, it, it didn't seem like he had amazing seasons, and he already had. He has a five thousand yard passing season, and he, you know, eighty eight touchdown passes. You know, like you said, all the interceptions. But at the same time, there's definitely a lot of upside to Jameis Winston when he's playing well. So I think you know they go hand in hand if he's in the right system. You saw what he did in five games with the Saints last year. So right. I. I and when he's healthy and he's on, he's on a team that's coached really well and has players to throw to and has at least a few weapons, right? I think he'd be a great quarterback. And you didn't see any of you didn't see. I mean, I know you could say, well, any with all the things that I mentioned, any player can be a great quarterback with a lot of weapons or a lot of offensive uh, things on their side. But mm-hmm. go back to last year, you could you can't really make that argument because Taysom Hill and a, a bunch of other quarterbacks started for the Saints and. They didn't do what Jameis Winston did. Yeah. And look, I, I said it when he was there that first week OT. I think that just that speaks volumes. And you heard some of the players say that he's here. And again, of any position in the NFL, if there's one that's going to take it slow and, and do that and, and probably not have anybody complain about it, it would be that position. Yet he's out there, you know? Going through all of those different drills. He was asked yesterday about being the last guy off the field. Oh, right now I'm just working on accuracy. Uh, really, when I'm working with uh, with Rich, like it looks like I'm just throwing to him, but I do a lot of things, visualizing, just throwing my eyes closed, feeling the ball coming off my my fingers, and uh, and trying to be as accurate as possible. I can hear Roy right now laughing. I literally can hear Roy laughing on that part. I'm just doing things differently and visualizing and throwing with my eyes closed. I mean, Jordan, when I first heard that, I'm like, okay. I, but understand what he's trying to do. But you know what is good? That fan, that fan that's waiting for that the, the interception, right? That The first interception that uh, that fans get to see. The very first pick, right? there. That guy is waiting for that to happen. Uh, just heard that and went, you see? There he, I'm, what he's saying is he's trying to understand where he's going with the ball and the timing, and people do it differently, sort of like with, Bru- with, with, with Breeze. Breeze through to a spot. That's kind of what that is, right? I'm not reading into that, am I? Or no, I mean, trying if, to make if, it sound you're better great, than it if you're a great quarterback and you have a great offense, wherever you're throwing the ball, it should be, it should almost be, you know, it should be almost like a mechanism where it's going to get there at this certain time and it's going to get to this certain place. So, I think what James is trying to say is he's trying to go through the workflow like his eyes are closed and the ball should get there no matter what. So There it is. There it is. We're going to stick with that. Uh, James Winston on how he's feeling. great. Uh, Getting better every day. I'm just ready to get took off the leash. But like I say, I'm embracing this process and uh, getting better. Now you heard him say it. Get take off the leash. And and that's what I was saying. Technically, he's not fully participating he's doing over two-thirds like the only thing he's not doing is full speed if you can even call full speed any kind of full speed in mini county even like i said i was just i spent a lot of time talking with sean today and you know sean was like i i just remember mini camp being you know like there was contact or it was more it's it's just you're literally just walking through things right now just getting work in which again 
stay healthy, go through the, the motions. But Jameis Winston's doing everything. I mean, I if the only thing, and there's only one team period of full speed, then I don't... I I I don't see why he wouldn't be ready. And I thought it was interesting he said that they're taking the leash off or he's waiting for them to take the leash off. And this is what he's uh he was asked because the follow-up was, well, what kind of leash are you on? Just paying attention to listen to the protocol that the team has me on and uh, just honoring that. Certain things you can't do then, right? Just honoring the the protocol that, that they tell me that, I, that I'm not able to do right now. Is that a difficult thing for you, James, to kind of, you know, yeah, man, it's, it's tough. It's tough, man. Like, uh, this is my first experience, uh, in this realm. So I'm listening. I'm also, I'm, I'm still doing because I just can't, I just can't sit back and wait too much, but uh, I'm doing my best to, to just listen to them and, and trust them. So look, again, if I'm a Saints fan, I like hearing that from him, that he's at least feeling like a, he's, Listening to what they're telling him to do and all those different aspects. That sounds like a top 100 player to me. Oh, is that what you're going to tell me here? Huh? All right. Well, go ahead. Give me a where where Jameis Winston is. So I'll first I'll I'll first start off with the the, the top 10. Aaron Donald. All right, this list is already invalid. Uh, two Aaron Rodgers, three Patrick Mahomes, four Josh Allen, five Cooper Cup, six Tom Brady, seven T.J. Watt. Eight Trent Williams, nine Miles Garrett, and ten Jalen Ramsey. You have to go all the way down to number thirty-nine for your first New Orleans Saint player, which is Cameron Jordan. And then you have to go a few spots down to number forty-five to get your second Saints player in Alvin Kamara. And then you have to go way down for your last Saints player at 91, mm-hmm. Demario Davis, who's wow. supposed to be the leader of this team, wow. you know, well, let me, or, the, or their defense. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Who, who is the Saints' best player? Do you think Alvin Kamara? Or just overall? Who's the who's the best player? Scott Prather at 1230 today said it's Alvin Kamara. Who's the Saints' I'll best player? I'll get back to you. All right, you're going to get back to me. <laughs> is that our QRD tomorrow? Who is the Saints' best player? Yes. On the entire roster. Number one. Yes. Number one. All right. We'll do that tomorrow. I'll give you an entire night to think about it. There's a lot of former Saints players on there that just left the team. Roy. Saints best player is Gumbo. That would be the mascot. He's not even a player. (laughs) The mascot. (laughs) Mr. Black, thanks for calling the sports hangover. How are you today? I'm doing good. How y'all doing? You in the intern. Doing well, man. What's up? All right. First half here. Welcome back. Thank you. Highly missed. You're highly missed, but we got over it while you was gone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but me personally, everyone talking about that Ford Ford Club, but don't be surprised, Jamson, Ford touchdown 10 and stuff. You know what I'm saying? This year, he required 10 before I pull the change off. Right now, you know, Jam's just trying to get that chemistry right. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, he's throwing with the eye closed, trying to get that accuracy. I'm looking, I got big, we got big hopes for him. And, and me right now, I, you know, everybody listen to your radio show all over, man. Can you keep us under the rail, please? Don't tell everybody our business. You know, let us take care of home first. Let, let us show them on the field what this year going to be about. Right. Now, so, I, so don't tell anybody like, anything, right? About, okay. Yeah, you, you know, let people talk. People talk all the time, you know what I'm saying? I hate to say this, my, my model, but my mama always told me, they talked about Jesus, all right? And he was a good man. So everybody talked about everybody. So let them do what they want to do. Let Roy talk about um, Gumbo all he want. But we're going to have a better record than Miami. Oh. And we're going to be in the playoff. And we might win the Super Bowl. Nice. You know what, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we got to stay under the radar, man. All right. Stay all right? under the radar. I like it. Thank you, bud. You know what I'm saying? No problem. Have a good one. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Mr. Black will be over at Francesco and our Thursday crew of Katie's Jordan. Looking forward to hanging out. I think I'm doing a salad again tomorrow. What do you think? We got to get those tickets to him. It's a big salad. Yep. Monster Jam tickets. I promise I'll have all those, uh, to give away as, uh, July 9th, I believe, right? That's when it is. So, yeah, there you go. I, I, so just three Saints players, huh? On that list. Just three. And there's only two Miami Dolphin players. For oh, you, Roy. Roy. Only two. Tyreek kills one. Who's the other? 
I don't see Tyreek Hill on this list unless I see There's I, no I, way Tyreek Hill is not I didn't on that see, list. I didn't see him. There's no unless way Tyreek Hill is one of the top unless 100 I players. Over him, I don't him. see him. You absolutely skipped him. Who's who, who's Hold the up. who's the Dolphin player? Okay, yeah, there he is. That's why because they had him in the they had him in the the Chiefs jersey. Okay, so yeah, they have three. They have okay. three: Zayvon Howard and then Teron Armstead. Teron Armstead. Okay, who's technically a Saint, Roy? I mean, I mean, is you know he's on that list based exactly. off of what he's done as a Saint. So I mean, if you want to claim him, you can claim him. But I mean, I mean, I know he's also with the Mr. Mister One Hundred is your boy Marcus Williams. Look, I don't, I don't, what else do you want me to say about him? I, I was just like, okay, look, I, I heard today and Sean made a great point. You know, you wonder what would have happened if the Saints would have decided a couple summers ago, what, two summers ago, whatever, if they go Trey Hendrickson or Marcus Williams. That make that decision. And now that neither are on the team. If you remember, right? So, I don't know. Especially, we'll see what happens with Davenport and, and everything else as well. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. But It'll be I, interesting. I, I, I think, I think Jameis is just, I, I don't know. I, I just think a lot of people aren't appreciating what I think he can maybe do. I, and I, I understand. Until it's done, well, it's I think, proven, I think we're, I think you don't get it. And I understand it. I think we're kind of. We were the same way before we saw what he did last season. I think right. we were kind of on that bandwagon. Oh, Jameis Winston, we have to deal with this guy when he first came. And then him being a potential quarterback, I think everyone was kind of doubtful. So I think people outside of New Orleans that don't really keep track of the team or really look into it are still skeptical because they still really even have, no, haven't even seen a full a, season again, of James Winston. 100%. They hadn't seen him. They hadn't seen him, you know? And, so, I mean, and, I yeah. definitely understand it. No, and look, here's the thing. It's interesting. Roy thinks it's a put-down. He says he's Aaron Brooks 2.0. If he's Aaron Brooks, you forget how good Aaron Brooks actually was for a point here. And if he's as good as Aaron Brooks was when the Saints won and he had his head on right, um, the Saints are winning some games next year. So, anyway. Yeah, I, well, I remember, I, remember, I remember Aaron Brooks real quick by, with, with my dad throwing his card away and ripping it up. Because he was so bad, so oh, that's how I remember. And then he threw it backwards. Uh, Jordan, thank you, buddy. I'll chat with you in hour number three. Sounds good. All right, Randy, I'm coming to you out of the break. We'll go to the break, and then Randy from the West Bank next on ESPN New Orleans. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. RTC. Etel and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will seek king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. 
It's Gus, Cat, and Gail with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or View on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams, and you'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Get ready for summer vacation now at O'Reilly Auto Parts with up to a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase select Superstar batteries. With the power, performance, and reliability your vehicle demands, Superstar batteries are made to deliver long life and consistent starts. Superstar batteries only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! Auto Parts. Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than a 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11, the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic, American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. All right, let's go to Randy on the West Bank, sir. How are you today? How you doing, Gus? Doing well, man. What's going on? <laughs> hey, not much, man. Hey, I just wanted to say this. I want to talk about that list Jordan just talked about. Yeah. But uh, f- first off, I just want to um, I just want to say to Roy about the Dolphins. Uh, I mean, they they sure was in line to uh, take our right tackle and pay him a good bit of money, huh? Oh, uh, left tackle. I'm sorry. Well, I tell you what, not just him. Uh, what did, what did you think Uh-oh. of? Again, more of the stories, you know, that, that seem to be that the Dolphins were going to pay a hundred million dollars for Sean Payton. I guess that was verified, wasn't it, uh, in some newspaper, Gus? I saw at least three different things over the weekend. Again, uh, based on it, therefore, you know, here's what I'll say about all of that. Mickey, why didn't you let it happen? <laughs> why did you stop? Why did you stop the Dolphins from talking to him? I would have taken a couple of first round picks and and, and everything else. I I absolutely that's fine with me. Over in the AFC, let him go have his fun um, out in South Beach. They want to pay him a hundred mil. I'll take a couple of first round picks. Um, I I really don't know why they. I mean, look. Because you kind of felt that it was almost time too, and even he said it right. And I, I don't know, especially the way it, it happened, and he left. It almost seemed like uh, I, I still think Mickey wasn't prepared for it. I still think Mickey didn't think it was happening. The fact that it took him, 
He still hadn't said anything about it. Remember every time he, he talks, he says, well, I got to get back to you. I still haven't put my thoughts together. I, I find yeah, that yeah, incredibly I- weird. And I think, and I'm not trying to link one thing to the other, but I am. Now it makes sense to hear him say that and then hear and see the reports that the Dolphins were ready to pay him $100 million. And like like Gruden, 10 years, you know, 10 mil, 100 mil. And now it makes sense because I think the Dolphins asked for permission. Mickey's like, no, you know, and thinking that Sean would stay, probably talk to Sean. Sean either said no or or, or Sean said, no, I, I'm, I'm happy coaching here. And then a week or so later probably said I'm out <laughs> and probably caught Mickey by surprise, to be honest with you. That, that makes could, sense, Gus, and I, I can I can think the only reason. It makes a lot of sense I mean, to me because Randy, I think if he thought that Sean didn't want to coach here, or that you know it becomes stale, or just wanted a different challenge, he absolutely then would have made that move because you get a couple of first round picks. Sean is happy. You have a, a presser that says, "Hey, look, it's just time to move on. It's great." I, and I, again, I may be making it up, but it sure was very weird that in three different occasions. Mickey Loomis was asked, your thoughts on Sean and your time with him here? <laughs> and he Yeah, that was around answer. the senior bowl. He said, yeah, let me get my thoughts together around the senior bowl. Yeah, he couldn't. Yeah. You, you know, I think that would make sense uh, as far as like on Mickey Loomis's end or even the Saints end. And, but I don't think it would make sense for Sean because I think if Sean was to leave to go anywhere, I think he would go to a team that's, kind of built to win a Super Bowl. I mean, let's just be honest. I don't care what receiver they get. You're going to pay $100 million for a four-foot wide receiver all they want. They're not winning a Super Bowl with two as their quarterback. But that's why I think that you know, Sean wouldn't go there. I don't think it was really about the money, even though it's hard to turn down $100 million. I just think if he's going to go somewhere, it's going to be to a team that, you know, he doesn't have to rebuild. Right. You know, that he can go win a Super Bowl, you know, or contend or compete for a Super Bowl. That's why I don't think he's going to Carolina or Atlanta. That's not happening. I'm telling you, dude. I, look, with all the, the pressure this year, too, the Chargers, man. Like, I. Yeah, that, the that, moves that's, I they made that. yeah. With the moves they made this year, if they don't get to the AFC Championship game, watch for that to happen. Because yes, that I, makes I, yeah. a lot of sense for me. Young quarterback, talented team, playing in a $2 billion stadium, L.A., you know, him and A.D. can go hang out. I mean, I just I – mean, I don't know what the owner's like, Gus. I mean, I don't right. know who that owner is. You know, if Sean Payton will get along with him. I don't know who the GM is. But as far as, like, player-wise, personnel-wise, yes, I can see Sean doing that. Yep. Yeah. But, hey, I guess I wanted to say this real quick on that, um, on that list. So – I don't know who made that list, but um, Ryan Ramchek or Michael Thomas on isn't a one hundred uh, top one hundred player in the National Football League right now. I again, I, I I prefaced it before he started to speak, Randy, by saying it's Pete Prisco, who oh, okay. I think for the last ten years has picked the Atlanta Falcons as the NFC South champ, as going to the NFC South uh, NFC for the Super Bowl. I mean, he's just he's a Falcon lover. So I mean, you have to you have to question uh, <laughs> you have to question. I mean, because if 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 Ryan, if Ryan Ranchek was to hit the mar- the open market right now, I mean, uh, there would be thirty one other teams that would want Ryan Ramchek, and they would open the bank right now. Ryan Ramchek absolutely is one of the top one hundred players in the NFL. There there is no 50, there is 50, no 50, question. Guys. There is no question. And I and again, I know we haven't seen Michael Thomas. We have to see him be healthy, and I understand that he has to play healthy during the season, but. When healthy, he is also one of the top 100 players in the NFL. But Absolutely. Yeah, he, he hasn't played. Thank you for taking my call, guys. Yeah, thank you, Randy. And look, it's like I said before, guys. I mean, I I get it. He hasn't played. You know, I mean, this this season will be three seasons removed from when he broke records and did all those different aspects of it. So um, I get it. Dennis Allen today after practice. We're going to play a lot more Saints Sound here coming up in hour number three as well. He – um was asked about the Alvin Kamara situation and how to handle distraction and things of that nature. Well, yeah, I mean, I think you're always taking note of how things, uh, you know, get handled. But every situation is different. So it's hard to say, um, you know, exactly how you would handle, you know, a situation until you're actually there in it, you know. Um, 
So I try not to live in those hypotheticals. I, you know, I kind of deal with whatever issues come along as, as they come along. What's been your approach? So that gives you an idea, again, I'm only sort of looking at it from that standpoint. Um, again, one of the things that's been the difference between Sean Payton and Dennis Allen, who was asked yesterday about Marcus Davenport, and today he was asked about Taysom Hill. What is an update on number seven? Uh, he's here rehabbing. You know what I mean? I mean, that's, uh, as with anybody that you didn't see out here today, that's that's where they're at and that's what they're doing. All right, so there you go. That is not a bad thing that he's there and everybody's there. It's 100% attendance. Everyone's there to just hear rehabbing and, and getting ready to, I guess, get better and get ready to go for the season. So we'll see what takes place moving forward. A couple of other things on Dennis Allen uh, after today, again, Will Lutz being able to go and post on Instagram this week that he has been cleared and and back and, and felt good to uh, be back out there fully going. Feel good. Um, I just feel I'm just so excited to be back with the team, and it's just been a long time coming. It just feels good. What was the- and as I said. At the beginning of the show, too, in reference to him, like we can't forget how many times last year Saints kick an extra point. Don't get up just yet. Don't don't get up. You know, go get another dome foam or don't get up off your couch if you're watching at home when the Saints just scored because you don't know if that extra point is going to be good or bad, right? <laughs> you don't know. And Will said yesterday it it stunk that he couldn't help the team win more games. Man, it sucked. Um, I want to be out there and. You know, that's not to say anything bad about any other guys. It's everyone who's in here is very, very talented, and um, it's a lot of hard work to do what we do. And so, um, you know, I was pulling for every single one of those guys, knowing that, you know, if I'm not out there, I want everybody to make their kicks. So um, but at the end of the day, I wanted to be there, and uh, that, that's what made it hard. Yeah, no doubt. That made it hard um, to watch as well for us Saints fans because you don't know what was happening. What exactly did he deal with a lot last season? Yeah, I mean – Look, I had a um, just a core muscle injury. However, you know, some people call it sports hernia, um, and unfortunately, it took multiple surgeries to fix. And um, you know that that area is what I use on a daily basis. So, you know, it's different than other guys that have this kind of injury. It, so, um, I rely on those muscles, and um, it's just a longer process than other people. And um, but fortunately, we you know we got through it and. Uh, training staff did a great job and finally back. There you go. Indeed. And how about not only getting back, but also that confidence? Oh, I'm always confident. I feel good. I, I feel really good. We've been, we've been working, uh, with the operation the last few weeks in a kind of a, a ramp up period. And, um, I'm, I'm really confident with where I'm at, the way I'm hitting the ball. And, uh, we'll kind of take it into this, you know, this summer and hopefully roll in the training camp with that same And how about who that's, uh, have Saints fans? been um positive yeah it's awesome man i think um you know a lot of people say about the city if you embrace them they embrace you and you know we really love it here and um i've said it you know this is going on year seven and we got the best fans in the country and um it's just really really nice for everybody to um, be happy i'm back and i'm happy to be back and in front of them again all right, that is Will Lutz. We'll play a little bit more from a couple of Saints fans, including Tyron Matthew as well, and maybe a surprise where I'm seeing him play. I'm not taking it for stone, but just interesting where he's at right now. I'll give you my thoughts uh, when we come back. Hour number three of the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. candy store, give me some more, girl. Girl, make you take her to the club, but then she leaves with her friends. She likes to stay late at the party, cause the Get ready, Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. 
Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Come to the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers can show you more diamonds in one place at one time than has ever been seen in Louisiana. We have big diamonds and we're knee-deep in engagement rings. Let that twinkle in her eye become the twinkle on her finger. Or a twinkle that lies softly on her chest, rising and falling with every breath she takes. She's talking about a diamond pendant holding a big anniversary diamond. Give her a diamond that shatters the air with knives of bright light. Knives of bright light? That's good. Did you just make that up? Yeah, I just made that up, but you've seen it, right? Of course I have. I've just never heard it described like that. Buy her a big anniversary diamond. A big anniversary diamond is a diamond at least twice as big as the one in her engagement ring. Because you love her twice as much as the day you married her. Big is good. Always good. When you wear a diamond from Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers, you glitter when you walk. Did you just make that up? No, I read it in a poem. You read poems? Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End and Metairie. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The 